This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, whether that's Rovers throwing in a drab nil-nil in the Championship or taking Newcastle all the way to a penalty shootout in the fifth round of the FA Cup, You'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So, the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest-cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk, text, and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. www.brfcs.com By the fans. For the fans. Welcome to BRFCS podcast number 80. I'm BRFCS editor Wen Wai Hu, and here in the virtual studio today with me is Adarna Arover. He's Neil Arthur of Blamange. You keep me running around and around, well, that's all right to me. It's absolutely fantastic to have you on. Uh, thanks ever so much for agreeing to come on. The last podcast uh, was with Gary Boyer, uh, so you're following on from the Rovers manager. How do you feel about that? Well, I thought you'd be asking me today, you know, saying, yeah, I did, Gary. Uh, we had a chat and uh, he actually asked uh, whether he knew any, any ageing uh, left-footed players and that's why you got me on today. <laughs> Very much so. You still you still playing football then? Uh, well, my mates who I play with probably wouldn't call it football, but yes, I go on the pitch. Right. <laughs> I'm keen. I'm keen. I'm not very good at it, but I've played for a long time, and I would, by my own admission, admit I'm not very good at it. But I, I'm relatively fit, and I like running around. Good. That's good. Yeah, I, I saw um, I saw something on YouTube very very recently, maybe a couple of months ago, I think yeah. you were performing at Darwin Public Baths. 
some birthday party or other, and someone had put it up on YouTube. Yeah, you didn't look too different to uh, back in the eighties. <laughs> if, if I like your teeth. I don't think I, I don't think I was playing at the baths. I used to swim at the baths because I used to swim for the town. But uh, I, I don't I don't know what video you've been seeing. I'm getting a bit worried now. <laughs> okay, perhaps it wasn't you then, and that's why you yeah. looked a little bit out of shape. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. So yeah, um, you're uh, you're on tour. Uh, it's uh, underway with uh, Heaven Seventeen. Oh, we're um, it's a kind of a a jaunt uh, around the country, it's not a jaunt around the country, it'll be, it'll be bloody hard work actually, but uh, looking forward to it, we're, uh, a, it's like a double headliner I suppose, but uh, yes. if you ask, we are going on first, uh, and <laughs> we did that, we played with them a few, we played with them a while back. They're old mates of ours, and uh, I've, I've known I've known them for a long time, obviously back in the 80s, and in actual fact, Martin yeah. recorded one of our first demos. Uh, that was just after he'd left uh, the Human League. Right. And we'd got a publishing deal, and the publishers say, right, well, we've got some nice songs here, but you need a bit of a, you know, a hand. We're doing some demos that we can possibly Ooh. send out to record companies. Right. And, Martin, and Martin put us up in his house, and we went, me and Stephen went up there, and uh, recorded four tracks, and they went in turn towards helping us get a, a record deal. So we go back a long way. Right, right. Yeah, so you must have been uh, going up to Sheffield from London at that time then? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, uh, I moved uh, down to London in uh, 1970, 18, 50, no, 1976, <laughs> 77. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. So, yeah. Amazing. Oh. Yeah, so uh, Heaven 17 is basically just getting back together with uh, with some mates and uh, and uh, going going through some of the old, old songs and a uh, bit of the new stuff as well, I think, yeah? Uh, absolutely, yeah. Um, and we did a gig with them in, in Manchester at... Uh, by earlier this year, yeah, and it was fantastic. We had a really good time, actually. You know, the place sold out, and everybody had a wonderful time uh, in the audience, and we had a great time on stage. So, mm. uh, when they suggested us possibly going out again, having a, a wander around, uh, mainly well, it's, it is actually um, around England. Um, it'd been great to, you know, take it further afield, but um, no. Not there to us, really. You know, we don't kind of decide where we play. It's where the offers yeah. come in. From. So we're we're off going doing that. And yeah, as you said, some old and some new and all that business. Yeah, be good fun. Good, good. Um, you, you're at Blackburn King George's Hall on Saturday. Played at King George. Yeah, playing there on Saturday. And the last time I played there was on my birthday in something like you know a few decades ago. So uh, I actually played there on, on my birthday. I don't know what birthday it was, but it's certainly a long time ago. <laughs> and then before that, yeah. obviously I'd been and I'd seen, I'd seen Slade there, I'd seen Alex Harvey on the same bill, like Alex Harvey supporting Slade actually, and, uh, oh, yeah. and uh, David Bowie, I think I've still got my ticket number four. I had yeah. sitting right in front of Mick Ronson there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I seen some bands there. Yeah. I think <laughs> the, the first ever concert I went to in my life was uh, Slade, round about 74, 75, I think. At King George's Hall? At King George's Hall, yeah. I was there. I went to that. Yeah, I didn't see yeah. you. I didn't see you, actually. I was upstairs. 
And so was I, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember it well. Yeah. Mm. Excellent. Oh, that's absolutely fantastic. Now, um, you've uh, you, you've been a Rovers fan uh, since you were a little a little lad, yeah? Um, yeah? Tell us about that. How did you get going? Well, you know, same for uh, anybody in that area. Um, you're... You choose your allegiance by, well, for me, it was where I was born. In fact, I started going to see Darwin play first. Uh, I went to see Darwin down the anchor and then uh, went down to see, uh, with my mates, I'd go down and see Blackburn play. And, uh, you know, it was a two and six, I think, to get in. Uh, I think for some of the games it was one or something, I can't quite remember, but we used to go in and, and watch them. And then, so I can remember, in fact, one thing I do remember going to, and this will make you laugh. I went to a testimonial match and I think it might have been yeah. Keith Newton's. Right, okay. Because he danced to Everton. And uh, anyway, it was a testimonial match and as you as you do at the end of the, of the game, it was an evening game, of course, and we uh, ran on the pitch and as Keith Newton was coming off the pitch, a piece of the hallowed Ewood Park turf fell off his boot. So I picked it up and put it in my pocket. <laughs> And I grew it in my bedroom. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I, I, had, we had, I had a tiny bedroom and uh, on the windowsill, my mum had sent off for um, uh, some free breakfast bowls that you could get with Kellogg's or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, I, I got one of them from downstairs <laughs> <laughs> and I put this turf in it and I grew it. And that was in my bedroom. I didn't have any of the plants in there. That was the one thing I grew. So I was, I was you know, like many people, you know, yeah. you, were into, yeah. you were into your team. And it was fantastic. It was absolutely brilliant uh, going to watch them. And through yeah. thick and thin. Through thick and thin. Yeah, yeah. So amazing that we're already talking about you growing grass in your room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fantastic. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Yeah. And talking about grass in the room... Um, yeah. Yeah, a fan- fantastic uh, um, move, move into music, as you were saying uh, just before. Uh, and, and you integrated um, the, a, a very atmospheric uh, um, sort of I- Indian, uh, come, uh, how shall I say, uh, electronic sound uh, in the, uh, what, uh, 80 to 84 period, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, how, how did that come about? Um, well... Uh, several reasons. Uh, I was the reason the melody came about was mm. so. If you throw on that particular song, we we were uh, you're talking about living on the ceiling, and uh, Stephen came around and he had this. Um, he borrowed a rhythm unit and he got this uh, synth to trigger to it, which he also borrowed and then recorded it. Mm-hmm. And it basically, it basically went, you know, and we got this thing going. So, oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah. And I had my guitar out, my 18 quid guitar, and I was living in this um, place up in Wood Green. And um, we recorded everything, because I'm really a non-musician, although I, I can play, you know, I don't read or write, I, obviously I do write music, but I don't read or write in a conventional sense. Yeah. Um, and uh, so when we did stuff, in case there was something interesting happened by mistake, we'd have a tape recorder going of what we were doing. Anyway, we were playing along to this, um, this rhythm that Stephen had brought around, and I did this melody line. 
It wasn't actually exactly what I'd intended to do, but I dropped a semitone by mistake, uh-huh. just by moving on different strings, and I just hadn't paid it. it just and we went, "Ooh, that's actually better than what I'd intended." And we played it back, and I learned the part, and that became the melody. And and it's a you know so it was a mistake that ended up taking us on quite a big journey, really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And then when we recorded it the first time, I did it with acoustic and electric guitars over the top of the synths and uh, rhythm units. And then somebody at the record company suggested we met um, this very interesting musician uh, called uh, Pandit Dinesh. And uh, wonderful man, still is, still very good mates with him. And he came down with a friend, uh, Deepak, who played uh, sitar over, and we removed some of my guitar parts and kept some of them, and put his sitar predominantly over the top of all that. And then Dinesh did his wonderful thing with um, his Indian percussion. And again, that took us on a journey, and obviously uh, you know, developed a, a great friendship. I've, I still work with Dinesh, and uh, you know, so keep in touch with him regularly. It it's all an accident, then. Yeah, well, lots of things are, aren't they? Yeah. You, know, you can learn from them. <laughs> um, Brilliant. And of course, you know, uh, yeah, that was it, really. Yeah. Amazing. Um, now you're you're saying there you've been down in London uh, back in the late seventies onwards. Um, you were basically a member of the London Rovers branch for uh, many many years. Um, yeah. You used to play football for them, I believe. <laughs> well. I, you know, that's very kind of you to say so. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean... Yeah, of course I play football, yeah. I, I still do play football. I, yeah. I uh, play for a, uh, a veterans team and we have kicker, we do more than a kick around. I play with with pride for the uh, yeah. for the London supporters branch. It's absolutely great experience. Yeah. And uh, I still play now, keep myself as fit as I can. I'm playing tonight, actually. I've got a game tonight. And... Oh, uh, yeah, I'm not, by my own admission, I'm not uh, any, by any stretch of the imagination, a good player, but I, I have a left foot. Mm. So sometimes you have a left foot, it's kind of useful, but I am not, uh, I'm not a natural footballer, but yeah. very keen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I say anyone that. I'm not, I think that's being really honest, I'm not being, you know. Did, so, did you always uh, get stuck look. at left back? No. At school, I tended to play at left. In fact, I really like playing at left back. I think it's a really nice position. But at school, I played at left side of midfield, and for a while, I played in goal. But I always kept that quiet as I got older. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I, I'd be, I wouldn't want to go in goal. <laughs> no. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I go over. In fact, this year I played in uh, in Italy in the over fifties World Cup for a. Uh, for a team, uh, and you get to play against wonderful, you know, some great, great footballers. It's a great time. Last t- last year, we went to uh, Spain, went to Barcelona. We actually got to play against ex-Barcelona players. Wonderful, brilliant time. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's really good to be able to do it at our age and keep yourself reasonably fit, you know, and have a good time with your mates. A couple of pints afterwards. I say, a couple. I say, it could be a couple of a couple. Yeah. yeah. It tends to happen, doesn't it? <laughs> but yeah, Blackburn are very, very Black, Blackburn Road is very dear to mine. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, as I said, and you've probably been supporting them for a, a number of years, so you've seen the ups and the downs. 
Yeah, I first went on round about 67, mm -hmm. uh, would have been my first, first time. Uh, I think uh, the testimonial I remember was uh, an international level plane. I think it was Ro Ronnie Clayton's uh, testimonial. Yeah. I remember that. Well, Ronnie uh, had a paper shop in Darwin, as you know, and mm. uh, Brian, uh, Brian Douglas, both his uh, lads I went to school with, and they used to come up and uh, to the school from time to time, and my mum worked with with Brian. Oh yeah, at, uh, at uh, well they called it Walton, but then Crown. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got uh, one or two questions off off the uh, BRFCS forums here. Um, uh, SG one nine four is uh, asking, uh, can you remember your first game at Ewood? Um, was was it? Um, the the testimonial uh, Keith Newton's or, or was there you know one before that? Um, I do remember going to see him play Bolton, and it was the noise level that was quite incredible, and that whole thing of the processions going across. People used to walk from town to town, didn't they, and stuff like that. Yeah, you know? so yeah. that's one. That's one of the memorable ones. Because obviously you go over to Burden Park and watch that. You go over there, wouldn't you? And watch their games, your black yeah. one playing there as well, and stuff like that. Sure. So they're kind of early memories, yeah. uh, actually. Yeah. Um, so pe people uh, used to walk across the moors through Darwin, <laughs> didn't they? That's it. Yeah, that's right. That's what I'm saying. So it's it's the spectacle of things like that that I remember, and uh, the, uh, the, you know, the that testimonial I mentioned about was is an early memory. Uh, actually, yeah, but um, obviously not the most important game, but it was that bit of getting the turf off Keith Newton's boot. <laughs> so, um, got uh, one or two questions here from Baz. Uh, he's asking for your best, best and worst moments as a Rovers fan. Well, the best, best moment... Um, was us winning the Premiership in uh, you know 1994-95 season, mm. uh, and uh, the that last day you know obviously we lost to Liverpool yeah. <laughs> and still won it because of what happened at West Ham. Uh, that was that was pretty amazing. That uh, worst times. Oh, cool. you're, I'm sure you all remember those. This is just quickly thinking. You know, mm. I'm sure there probably are worse moments than this, but yeah. some of those awful playoffs where we were so near and yet so far away. Yeah. Uh, you know, going back, you know, I can remember Crystal one Palace. Yeah. Crystal Palace and that terrible one I went to. At, uh, we were already yeah. done how many goals down against the Chelsea one? You know, about four one down after the first leg, weren't we? So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were they were pretty you know you so near yet so far yeah, yeah. Uh, and obviously I do remember us in the old third division as well and uh, but yeah. Mm, yeah yeah so there there are a few but uh, the thing is it's through thick and thin yes and that's it you know and we're used to this with uh, with Blackburn um, and a lot of people seem to think uh, without mentioning too many names but some of the teams in the Premiership seem to think they've got a God-given right to win every game and it doesn't work like that you know we take the rough with the smooth and that's what it's like yeah. being a supporter of a team uh, like Blackburn yeah, yeah. just for a moment there I thought you were talking about Burnley until you said winning every game <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Gary Boyer, um, we've got a question from uh, David Mail's tight perm, and uh, Baz asks a similar 
question. <laughs> Do you think that Gary Boyer is living on the ceiling or can he actually get his out of mid-table into the playoffs? Well, with the way we ended last season, I was you know, living through the summer thinking, oh, well, you know, they've got some good young lads here and if they can get rid of the uh, dead wood or the high earners and just kind of get a team that really wants to play for Gary and wants to play for each other, uh, we'd be all right. Um, but it's a little bit erratic at the moment. But I'm not a person for thinking change. I, I think, I'm hoping that we're going to be there at the end of the season, obviously. Is Gary Boy there? I think so, yeah. Mm. Mm. Who else Who else would you have? Me That's personally? Yeah, who else would you have in there? Oh, my goodness, that's asking me. Yeah, well, that's it. That's what I'm saying. Who else is yeah. going to come, you know, after all, he brought some stability to it. It might not be, you know, uh, it, was a, it was a mess a few seasons ago, wasn't it? Oh, Most there's no it, question whatsoever. No question. Better than that. Yeah. It's yeah. going to take a yeah, flipping thing. It's going to, things don't happen overnight. And I think they've got some really good players. Mm. Uh, Who's your favourite player? Well, Marshall seems to be doing quite well, doesn't he? Yes, yes. He got a few. Um, what? Uh, uh, who do you ring? What? Who do you ring? They should be basing the team around now. We've got the some really good young lads. What do you actually think's wrong? Who should they be playing that they're not playing? That they've got in the squad. That they've got in the squad. Uh, is there anybody else you think should be on the pitch at the beginning that isn't at the moment? Oh. I don't think so, no. Positions? Uh, are people playing in the right positions? Uh, I'm a little I'm bit concerned about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Well, uh, the last thing to do is ask me questions like this because, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm not a fo- I don't play football manager, basically. No, uh, I and he, neither game. do I. But, uh, it's really bloody difficult. It's a, it's a really difficult thing to do. Mm. And, you know, I've heard people talking about you know, well, certain people should be playing in the centre and they should be playing here. Well, you know, no uh, idea. Well, I, you know, I, I really, I don't know enough about it. I honestly don't know enough about it. And I'm a supporter, you know, yeah, so yeah. I don't mind admitting that. It's not my, my forte. I kind of go along and I hear people, you know, kind of moaning and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's what you go along for, though, isn't it? Yeah, well, I say I go along. I actually haven't been for a, for a while up to uh, Ewood Park, but I certainly follow and read and all that business. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've, we've got a question from Brian that's uh, uh, perhaps nearer to you uh, in terms mm. of your your your, uh, your talent and your skill set. Um, if you held the Venkis captive, what one song would you play to them to break them psych- psychologically? <laughs> what a good question. Oh dear! What was someone out there? Blind. Um. <laughs> you could have to ask me another question. I'm thinking. We'll come back to that at the end. Yeah. I'm getting the gist of this now. Aren't yeah, <laughs> you've got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, while we're on about silly names, uh, why Blamange? Uh, that's Tom Phil's question, by the way. Well, um, at the. When we when we were getting together, there were all different types of bands, different names. Uh, let's have a think. This is really post punk. People looking for something other than what 
was going on in punk, which I thought was fantastic. But you're always looking for the next new thing or something different. And there were lots of there were quite a few bands around with I've said this before, but names like the bleak industrial cooling towers, uh, the dark satanic mills, I don't know, that kind of thing. Long names. Yeah. And we just we just wanted a name that we could just have mm. and it was uh, throw away, didn't spend too much time thinking about it, and the next thing you were doing was um, we, the next thing you were able to do was get on with writing your music. Mm. But there were a lot, I can remember mates having bands, and they ended up splitting up because they couldn't agree on a name, <laughs> or else they spent so long <laughs> thinking of a good name that they were exhausted, had no ideas for a song. So... <laughs> I never thought that all these years later I'd be asked the question, why Blumorange? So at the time, we called ourselves Blumorange for want of another name. It was just, um, Stephen was having a party at his house and he ridiculously made a load of Blumoranges as a bit of a joke. And I had insisted I didn't, I don't like Blumorange. And uh, so I, I said, I'm going out, I'll get, I got myself a curry. Anyway, I got to his doorstep and uh, I, I spilt the blasted thing on his floor and I scooped it up into a pint glass and we looked at each other and laughed and I got this curry and I, we had a curry in a pint glass <laughs> and a blancmange and we nearly called ourselves a pint of curry. I'm not joking, it's absolutely true. We nearly called ourselves a pint of curry because we weren't really bothered what we called ourselves. It was just, we never thought for one minute we were going to have any success. It, it, that was something that fortunately or unfortunately came later. Anyway, mm. and a, a song for Venkis. Yes. What one? It, it doesn't have to be one of mine, does it? it can be anything. No, can no, it? no. Yeah. As long as you, uh, as long as the captive yeah. with you. As, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you got me going now. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I really don't know. I'd probably go for a. So you win again. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I'd break you rather than them. Yeah, every, how about how about hot chocolate? Everyone's a winner. <laughs> oh, great, great. Uh, oh dear. I'm not being facetious. Oh dear. oh dear, I'm not being sarky. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, there we go. Well, uh, just to pour the hot chocolate on the blancmange there. Um, mm -hmm. Just moving <laughs> on. Um, your um, your mum and dad they, they've uh, they've passed away now, I believe. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were uh, Darwin people. Oh yes, very much so. Yeah, yeah old folk. Yeah, um, yeah. you had a, um, a great tribute to your mum uh, when you appeared live on the tube uh, just before the end of your your last song. Uh, you yeah. said something like, "Tell tell tell me, mum, to put the spud pie on." Yeah, <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, I do I remember it very well? I'll tell you what happened. We did we did uh, the tube live on New Year's Eve, and. Uh, I, and they'd had terrible weather, but I told my family, my mum and dad and my sister, that I was going to be back in Darwin for midnight. And uh, my mates, I was meeting my mates down at the White Lion in Darwin, you know, near the baths. Right. And uh, that was our, we'd go there for a drink before we went down the Barbary Coast in Blackburn. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so... Obviously, we weren't going down Blackburn that night. We, that's where we were meeting up. And then I was going to go back to my mum and dad's. And the tradition would be that my godparents, Dorian and Cecil, and uh, my 
my family and me and my girlfriend would uh, be at our house around midnight and I'm the lanky one so I'd have to bring the piece of coal in and all that stuff and dark hair you know and uh, that's that's what she'd do she was just say get a potato pie on I'll be on and that was it little did I know that when I got outside the cab, the cab driver obviously I couldn't believe it we, I suddenly realised yeah well the record company gave me this money and they said right the cab will take you home <laughs> well I'd only ever been in a cab <laughs> this cab journey all the way to Darwin this was from Newcastle, was it? Yeah, from yeah. Newcastle. Yeah. And he wouldn't go across the top. He went all the way down to the M62 and across that way and back up the other side. Anyway, we got all in time. <laughs> you, so you got your spud pie? Yeah, and I got a pint in the White Lion as well. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, what memories, what memories. Mm. Yeah. I, I'm just looking at um, uh, the – I've got a couple of cassettes here that I bought in Japan – uh, around about 85, I guess. And uh, just looking at this, um, we've got Neil Arthur, uh, Stephen Luscombe, uh, with David Rhodes, Dinesh, Deepak, James Lane, Stevie Lang, Joy Yates. Um, uh, are there any of those who are still still with you? Um, well, David played with us on the last tour. Um, so David and I are good old, good old mates. Um, he came out when we played in Darwin, Last year, he was uh, he was there. We did two dates at the Library Theatre. So yeah, David's still involved. He's not coming out with us this time because he's off with Peter Gabriel, and I've worked it a slightly different way. So Adam, uh, who isn't named on there, but Adam Fuster and I have been together working for several three three decades. Right. Uh, Adam will be with us, and um, Ugu's playing the keyboards this time. Who came out last time and the time before. Um, but as you know, Stephen's Stephen's not well and will not tour. And uh, in all honesty, I doubt whether Stephen will tour with us again. That's not the main thing for Stephen is health. Yes. Uh, yeah. But uh, no, I'm you know, Blamange Blamange continues. Uh, I suppose if I left, it might be different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I I carry the banner. Yeah, yeah. It'd be uh, Mange too then, wouldn't it? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. It's really, it's really nice to have a, have a chat with you. Uh, good questions, thank you very much. A couple of them put me on the spot. I'll tell you one thing I do remember. Yeah. You remember uh, Dave Bradford? Played for Blackburn. Oh, the fo- yeah, the footballer, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, most expensive midfielder or something, wasn't it, at the time? Yeah. yeah, well, when I used to play in the park at Bull Venture uh, in Darwin, uh, we used to play on the bandstand. Every Sunday we'd have a game of football on there. Yeah. And uh, he used to come along and join in sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I always remember that. He used to come down and have a kick around with us with his... Uh, I mean, he'd play with his hands in his pockets. He didn't need to do it. You know, he was obviously... Yeah. <laughs> but he'd just come down and sometimes kick the ball. I always remember that. The other thing I did not too long ago, which is quite an experience, I, uh, I got invited to go and play on one of these... Um, five-a-side or six-a-side tournaments. Uh, And um, I got to play with um, uh, Matt Matt Janssen. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was just absolutely fantastic. And Simon Garner um, was was there, uh, as entertaining on the pitch as he was off it. (laughs) And that was quite quite an experience, to play with some heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And again, I admit, you know, 
I probably didn't do anything at all on the pitch, but it was just a pleasure to be on the same pitch as then. Uh, absolutely wonderful experience. And, you know, can you imagine? I mean, Ooh. Sam Garner passed the ball to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, actually, he can't have been in with a scoring chance then, can he? he funny enough, he did, he did score a great goal. He did score a great goal. I remember that. It was very, very good. And I think I almost had an assist on it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah. And, and just to, to round this off, um, talking mm-hmm. about famous Rovers players, do you know any mm-hmm. other famous Rovers fans? Um, well, not personally, no. I mean, I know of people who support the Rovers, but no, not... Uh, no, uh, I've got friends who support the Rovers, but uh, no. Not famous. Yeah. And, no, uh, no. The other thing is, I was trying to think of uh, famous people from Darwin, and I could come up with the bloke who was at uh, Kew Gardens Arboreum, and then you. I know, I know uh, Anthony, yeah. I used to go to school with him. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I, I remember him going to... Uh, what I do remember is going on holiday uh, with the school. We went on a skiing trip, yeah. And many years, yeah, many years ago, I went out with his uh, sister. All right. <laughs> Brilliant. Many, many years ago. Well, that's fantastic, uh, Neil. Thanks ever so much for taking time out. Uh, you've got your, your concert coming up at the King George's Hall on Saturday. Uh, wish yeah. you all the luck in the world for a great, great time uh, at uh, King George's and uh, for the rest of the tour with Heaven 17 and Blamange. Thanks ever so much for joining us. Thank you very much indeed. And uh, if I've been too diplomatic with my my answers, uh, I can only apologise. There you go. <laughs> I should, should have been a little bit more cutting with some of them. But there yeah. you go. Yeah. That, was my mood, that was my mood today. You caught me on another day. It could have been a very, very different story. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> well, thank you ever so much. Yeah, thanks for the questions and uh, all the best with your, uh, your, your programme. Thank you ever so much. Well, wherever you are in the world, thank you ever so much for joining us and do take good care. Thank you. Network. Some people take the straight path in life, but at Arizona State University, we respect your twists and turns. They make our online students more driven to excel in their professional lives. That's why our personalized suite of services empowers you with innovative resources and staff that sticks with you. Make your next turn with one of our 300-plus programs at ASU, number one in innovation for nine consecutive years. Visit us at asuonline.asu.edu to learn more. This break is brought to you by Adobe Photoshop. If you're a professional photographer, designer, or artist, you need the tools to go wherever your imagination takes you. Cookie cutter content just doesn't cut it. But you already knew that. What you might not know is that new AI-powered features in Photoshop can help you make complex edits in seconds. And it's easier than ever to collaborate and give feedback so you can create faster and crush your next deadline. Get started for free 
Click or tap the banner to head over to Photoshop.com. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.